Misha, I guess um, second fight of the comeback, right? So I just kind of wonder if this one feels different, right? Like, I mean, all a lot of the unknowns have been answered. You know, it's you know, it's kind of I guess routine again. So what's what's the feel like this time? I just feel like I'm carrying momentum from the last camp where I was uh, having to start over essentially last fight. So I did answer a lot of those questions. I don't feel like, excuse me, I don't feel like I had ring rest. Uh, I don't feel like that was really a thing for me. So I don't anticipate that will feel much different this fight. I felt like I picked right up where I left off. Um, except now I just know I'm even better than I was then, right? I mean, I was trying to come back from have, being a mother of two um, to being a professional athlete again. Now I've hit that, I, I set the bar, now I'm looking to raise the bar. Is there more like, a, I don't know if it'd be tension or whatever, like last time it's like a retirement fight, somebody's leaving, now it's like a top contender who they were talking about titles not too long ago, you know, right, does this right. one, does this feel like a lot different? It's definitely different, but this is the proper progression, right? I mean, I had been retired and started a family and uh, I came in to fight Marion Renault, who I think was a great opponent, um, considering the circumstances especially. Um, she brought a great fight, but I was really proud that I was able to finish her considering she had never been finished, right? Now, let's, she didn't have a fantastic record, but nobody in the UFC was ever able to put her away. She was always um, in closely contested split decision fights. So I was happy to make that statement. That's what I'm looking to do again in this fight. People want to say, oh, you know, I think the division has passed her by. Well, Ketlin's the one to answer those questions. She is the new blood in this division. She is the one that they're talking about being a contender. And, you know, it's exciting for me to have a style matchup like this, too, because Ketlin is somebody who will fight, who will engage. Um, she's not elusive. You know, she's stand right there in the middle with you and throw. And I like that. Everybody knows, like, like, I like that kind of a fight. It's my favorite because it brings out the very best in me when somebody's willing to engage with me. I mean, with the fight with Marion, I mean, I'm out there throwing these, like, nice straight one-twos ready to land, and, and you know, she's just looking to evade. That's not going to be the case with Ketlin. You know, yeah. she's going to be trading with me. So I'm very excited for this fight. Uh, we know we had the rescheduling, of course, with COVID uh, causing the delay. I guess, how challenging was that to, I mean, have to, I guess, go through a sickness and then pick back up and change the timing of everything? I mean, how challenging has that been for you? Well, it was challenging at the time. It was very frustrating because I have never had to pull out of a UFC fight before or delay it. So I was really upset by that, and I was trying to do everything within my power to see if I could still show up on October 16th. But... Um, immediately after my quarantine, I tried to hit, you know, my strength and conditioning workout on par with where I needed to be, and I wasn't. And I just had to be honest with myself. And that's the perks of being a veteran is, look, um, you know, it, it wasn't the right time, and it wasn't going to work out, and, and so we had to postpone it. Okay, so we're here four weeks later. It was that much more time for me to prepare, and I feel great now. So trust that if I didn't, you know, we wouldn't be having this fight. I feel like a million bucks. I was going to ask me, like, I guess, I don't know how much you'd, be honest about it, but do you feel you're at 100% right now, or are there any kind of lasting effects? Oh, no, for sure, because if, like I said, this, um, one thing that I've learned from chapter one to chapter two is that I have to do what is right and best for me, and if it wasn't, if I was having long-haul issues from COVID, you know, then I would be honest about that, and I would postpone a fight, but um, 
I feel like because I did postpone it and I didn't try to fight on October 16th, I think if I had tried to fight October 16th, I might have been in a much worse position because I would have been pushing myself through COVID and not allowing my body to recover. But I gave myself ample time. I recovered. I let my lungs clear before I really started to push myself. And that was a, definitely the smartest decision. Nice. Um, you mentioned a lot about Ketlin's style. I'm just curious about what you think. I mean, obviously, you've been an analyst in recent years. I mean, she's been somebody that was on the cusp of a title shot, but she's had a couple setbacks. So yep. um, when you talk about the proper progression, I mean, where do you see her? Do you see her as an elite-level fighter? I think Ketlin is an elite-level fighter, of course. I mean, she's she's ranked in the top ten in the division. Um, lately, you're right, you know, we saw her lose to um, – we saw her lose to Irene, right? She was upset then, almost a contender at that point. I think if she had won that, she would have been fighting for the belt next. Then she got a win over Sajara Eubanks. Um, it was a good win, but, you know, Sajara is a 125-er in my opinion, so I don't consider it, the, like, you know, the most credible win. Um, and then she had a loss to Yana Kunitskaya. And um, that's kind of what I'm looking at her last three fights. She's well-rounded. She can do it all. She spends a good amount of time every fight on the feet. I know she's comfortable there, but she does look to get this to the ground. I mean, let's be honest, she's primarily a grappler. But when I look at her grappling anyways, I can't say that I've really seen anything that was like, oh, wow, oh, wow, she's slick, she's really good. You know, she's, yeah, I mean, she's a good fighter, but I, 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 tr I honestly think that I'm better on the ground, and I think that my wrestling is going to be plenty sharp enough to deal with any of her judo um, you know, fights don't have to be perfect. They just have to be won. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm going to do. So I expect a fight. I expect a war. I don't expect to win every second of this fight, but I do expect to get a finish. And I think I'm going to surprise a lot of people um, in my striking as I continue to evolve there. This will be a, a fight where you would get to see my striking more than you did the last fight because of, again, that's the difference in style matchup. You beat her and finish it the way you see her. There's only a, a couple of names in front of her in the division, right? I mean, do you envision your next fight as being like a number one contender fight? And if so, is there a matchup that you think makes the most sense moving forward? Not necessarily. I think it really depends on this fight. I really want to get a finish. Um, I know every fight people will say they want to finish, and that's true. You want to finish every fight. But I feel like it's really imperative this fight because – that's what will put me in title talks, right? So um, it's not that I won't be happy if I, if I got a decision win. Of course, a win is a win, but I really want that finish. Like, really want that because I want to be talked about being as a number one contender. And then whoever comes after this, you know, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that then. But first, got to enjoy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, last thing for me, I did want to ask you, um, obviously, there is a title fight coming up in the division. You, you know, you could be in that mix very soon. Um, what, what do you think about Juliana's chances against Amanda? I know it's a tough one, but, uh, I mean, do you like her, her chances in that fight? Yeah, of course I do. Uh, you know, Amanda's a tough one for anybody. I mean, she is the, the Mount Everest of the division. She's the one that's everyone's like, can, can they do it? But I think if anybody can do it in the division right now, it's Julie. She definitely has the best case. I've trained with her. She is so tough. She's stupid tough. She doesn't go away. And... You know, she has the ability to put this fight in places that we haven't really seen Amanda tested in years. We've seen what she can do to people who try to stand with her. Um, we haven't, as of late, seen what she will do when somebody tests her on the ground. 
And so Julie has the cardio to do that. She has the drive to do it. She has the tenacity. She has everything that it takes to put Amanda in uncomfortable positions. And here's another thing. I think when you are the champion for a really long time and you've barely lost a second of a fight, what happens when you're, you know, underneath somebody that you're, you didn't think you would be for a few minutes or around or, you know, whatever? What happens in that mindset? I mean, these are the intangibles that people probably aren't taking into consideration that I do when I look at somebody like Julie fighting somebody like Amanda. Anybody else? i just go off that. Juliana uh, Pena is saying that she's heard that Amanda wasn't taking her seriously, wasn't training hard before the fight got rescheduled. Do you think that's A, possibly true, or do you think that just comes from maybe Amanda's not showing the animal in the gym as much as she used to because she doesn't need to, right? She hasn't had to show that sort of level of competition against some of the women she's been facing. Obviously, I have no personal insight on that, so I can't say whether it's true or not true, but you could look at it in a, in, a, in a possibility of it being true because she's been dominant for so long, and I think it's easy to look at Julie and underestimate her. Um, that would be a huge mistake. It would be a very big mistake on anybody's part to look at Julie and say, like, that's going to be an easy fight because um, if, if anybody knows how to make fights muddy and ugly, it's Julie. And um, I think she has every right to be in this position, and I hope that she touches gold before her career's all said and done. Hey, Misha. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> put your promoter hat on, and um, what do you think the UFC should do with the featherweight division? And, I mean, would you get rid of it or and, like, bring in, like, the, the 105 division? Or would you bring them both in? Would you kind of let them flesh out? Like, what would you do? Oh, man. Well... I like the 145-pound division. I would hate to see any division be cut from the UFC. We haven't seen that done yet. Um, I say bring in Kayla Harrison and, and pump some life into the 145-pound division. Go all in. So that would be what I would like to see happen. And, and um, obviously, you know, Bellator has a good 145-pound division. I would, be, I would love to see Chris Cyborg come back over too, you know, at some point. But – you know, we'll see. There are, t there are talented women. It's starting to fill out, right? And I, as I said that, if you, if you build it, they will come. So I don't, say, I don't think we should give up on it just yet. Or at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, guys.